Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're sitting here with a bunch of other great interviews to dole out to you. And we're saying to ourselves, why wait? Why sit around and wait when we have so much great content to give to the people? Because we owe it to you guys. Because at the Believe Podcast Network, we are by the people for the people. It was going to be called the Gettysburg Podcast Network. But that name is just too long and not as slick as Believe. Joshua Fisher here, host of the Charity Stripe Podcast. On this show, you'll also hear Ryan Dirut of LA Football Network. Cam Rogers at some point of Believe in Ravens and Believe in Tiger Woods. And you'll also hear my co-host with the Charity Stripe, Alex Toss Me the Rock, Tosopolis. But who are our guests, more importantly? The female NASCAR driver, Angela Ruck, who was eighth in the Daytona 500 last year. She's racing again this year. She's also raising two kids and also has a show coming out February 4th, a.k.a. today, on Facebook Watch called the Rock Life. We talk about all of that in this interview. After her, we have promoter Eddie Hearn, boxing promoter Eddie Hearn. He's promoted some of Anthony Joshua's biggest fights. He's promoted the fights you've seen recently on DAZN, uh, the Jake Paul, the Logan Paul fights. He's been involved in uh, promoting those. I mean, this guy is at the fingertips, at the touch, and at the forefront of boxing. He's got it, and he has a great interview here. After him, we have Alexis Score who is the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings sideline reporter, uh, world-class wakeboarder, and she just has an amazing story that you don't want to miss. And closing out, we have light heavyweight and heavyweight champion of Bellator. That's right, he's a champion in two different weight classes, Ryan Bader. Four great interviews, so sit back, relax, on behalf of the Believe Podcast Network, and enjoy. Title of the show, you really, you really can't beat it. I mean... I don't think I got to do a play on words with my name, my last name. Fisher just doesn't give anything. What is yours, Fisher? Yeah. Mm. I definitely can't. I'm like you. My last Fisher. name's Tosopolis, so it's like. That's a tough Tosopolis. one. It's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Tosopolis, is, we just call him Toss. Yeah, there you go. That works. Yeah. So. I'm Shavika, though, so there's not many Shavika. going there. That's Jason Shavika, the producer of Angela Ruck Show, yes, The Ruck Life. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to new. Th- we're just recording and trying to like weasel everybody's <laughs> names in go. throughout <laughs> the show. It took us like one time, it was like 10 minutes. They were talking about <laughs> rock and roll with the next quarterback for a little while. But Angela Ruck, NASCAR, female NASCAR yeah. driver. Let's go. It's crazy, right? Oh, if you're talking to somebody <laughs> who failed their road test. Yeah, I, it, it's, it, it, this is nuts. This is, That's a problem. Yeah, they let me pass because like, I was like trying to like, schmooze my way through. They, they don't care in New York, yeah. honestly, at this no. point. They just assume everyone's going to be a bad driver. How do you get involved in that? I my, have to ask. I my need whole to know. family. My whole family did it. My grandfather did it. My dad did it. And then obviously my uncle who won the Daytona 500. Back in 1990, um, he's still a, a big name in the sport. So uh, being raised as a little girl, it's all I kind of grew up around. Uh, I got a go-kart for Christmas one year, not even knowing what the heck it was. Nice. Like under 10, break. like oh, yeah. really young. Yeah, yeah. Eight and a half. I was like eight, between eight and nine years old, right? Okay. And um, I just remember like going on these parking lots and doing laps with my twin sister and I and my dad. And my passion kind of started right then and there. And was, we started did traveling. The, did the coaching start then and there too? Were they like, Pretty well, you're, much. you're hitting that turn a little late? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is right? crazy. So yeah, and here I am, NASCAR. That's right? a yeah. they, and there was no. They actually pushed you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. So how do you guys get involved together with the TV show? On Facebook Watch, by the way, if you guys want to know well, where to watch Jay. it. I mean, sure. So Mike and I and Angela, we've been friends for probably 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal friends. Uh, had some other businesses together. I produce a lot of different sports 
docu kind of reality show. Brady show on Facebook Watch and John Calipari show on Facebook Watch. Correct. If I've doth read correctly. Yeah. So yeah? The, yeah. Nice. The eyes yeah. still work yeah. though. There we go. <laughs> there I, go. I hand not so much. Eyes, <laughs> hands solo. We're good to go. So I've uh, <laughs> been doing a bunch of these kinds of series and Ange and Mike called me up about uh, last November yeah. and said, hey, uh, Ange has kind of put her career on hold because she's been helping Mike raise his kids okay. and help you know support his job. And so she kind of put her racing on hold and then helped with Mike's kids. Well, now Mike's kids are out of the house. So Ange and Mike call me just before Thanksgiving, year and a half ago, and I said, look, Angie's going to take one last shot at racing. Yeah. Uh, she wants to take a serious shot at competing in NASCAR. And, oh, by the way, we're going to go adopt some babies. <laughs> um, and so – just the story of her going back racing is interesting, right, from a producing right. standpoint. Yeah. But then you throw in a baby in the back babies. seat. Yeah. yeah. Two babies. Jesus. Now. And then you got this guy, Mike, who her husband's a huge character. Standing behind you, he's trying to intimidate you. I know. He, but, just, <laughs> he just hit my hand. <laughs> so the story. I'm a radio guy. <laughs> the story of their lives is just a story. I mean, from myself producing a lot of different series, to me, it was a no-brainer yeah. to try and tell the story. That's great. I mean, I, I love that. I'm g- great on the comeback too. Yeah, Are you excited? Thank you. How does it how does it feel? It's incredible. Obviously incredible. You know, we had that eighth place finish in Daytona last year. Oh First female God. to lead laps, you know, in the truck First series. Almost it's actually amazing. almost yeah. had a shot at winning it with like eight laps to go. We heard the motor and finished still finished eighth, which was which was impressive. Um, so yeah, just obviously, you know, I'm here living my dream. You mm-hmm. know? get the chance to do a, a badass reality show which i'm super excited about that's awesome airing a facebook watch on february 4th yeah so so have someone like jason believe in myself and my husband in the show itself um yeah it's a great feeling but yeah. and anyway, speaking of feeling if i may ask because we're it is super bowl weekend it's radio row and i need to ask like i've been asking a lot of the athletes in various sports right what's the feeling like because i'm imagining the feeling of them coming out of the tunnel whistles about to blow game's about to begin so when you're about to hit the foot the to the gas, yeah, what is the feeling like you know, there? All your feelings kind of go out, out, outside the window, you know? It's just like you're there to do a job, and it's yeah. serious, and it's all on you at this point. Is it, is, does time go slow? I mean, obviously, I, I, moving fast just, is an understatement. It just depends. It just, it just depends how the truck is running, you know? There, like when we were in Daytona, it was like I was living every single lap. I was t- trying to take it all in as much as possible. You yeah. Know? Just, you know, we raced our way up from like almost, you know, fifth to last all the way up to fifth place now before i know it i'm leading the race and sometimes you really gotta sit back and pinch yourself because it doesn't seem real yeah you know the guys come across the radio and they're like angela do you realize you are the first team in a lead like i'm like oh duh hello like you know because you, you get stressed i right. mean it's you're just you in it, go though. through all yeah. the emotions as you're out there though too it's like anxious excited nervous don't want to screw it up don't want to disappoint everybody Exciting. is fun in there uh, yeah absolutely well I and to top that off at that race <laughs> their birth mother for the first baby yeah. was dilated She's five so centimeters dilated. She's literally dilated. in the car, and we don't know if a phone call's coming where her husband's gonna have so to leave. But Mike was ready to, to race out. to go get yeah. the baby. So that's pretty cool. Oh my gosh! Which is kind of Pr- funny, cool. right? It's, it's <laughs> the opposite insane. story, right? Yeah, Usually yeah. the guy's playing, and the woman may go into labor. Here, she was in the middle of her sport, her race, and right. the husband may have to go. How has how has that baby. been as a female driver? Because we don't, we, there's not a, there's not that many that many that are you know as successful as you. How has that been trying to you know bridge the gaps, the younger younger generation in a sense, you know, kind of populate the sport with with female drivers? Because it's so do I mean so many sports they're like women can't play in the NFL. I'm like all right, we're okay with that. MLB we won't let that happen. Yeah. But this is pos- this is possible. This is where we can do it. So what's that been Absolutely. like? Absolutely, it definitely has been a struggle. I mean, let's yeah, be, of course, let's be real. Let's call it what it is. You know, there's three of us women in the sport right now trying to compete i mean in the end like some one of us females has, has really got to pull out a w to really showcase that we do that we are more than capable of not just being there but being competitive with these males right 
you know, at this top of series. I mean, we're there, so obviously NASCAR does, you know, respect us or wouldn't be there, first of all, um, or with our competitors. Um, but in the end, it's time. You know what I mean? we got to have a yeah. female that comes out and on top first, of these days. First female coach coaching That's in the right. Super Bowl 49. as well, which is, which is really yeah. great. Yeah. 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 And, you know, she's, yeah. Yeah, she said something I saw just – I don't know. It was a quote or something like that. And I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do the the quote word for word, obviously. But basically, she was just like, "It's just important that I'm here, right? It's super important that I'm here, and that we go and do this, and people remember that I am a woman doing this. And sure. I think it's yeah. great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think, you're I think it more NASCAR, and more. You yeah. Know? NASCAR is really the only sport where men and women can go right up against each other. Head to head, right? Yeah. It's the What's only sport. Yeah. Was there was there like compete? Was there pushback from other drivers from the onset? There uh, had to have been. I think you're always, always gonna get it. You know, yeah. I've been in it since my whole life since a little girl. Right. You know, it's like you don't deserve to be out there, whatever, yada yada. But again, like I said, it's we're here. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Um, now, whether or not it's whether we can win, pull out a, the W in the end, the victory is the is the big thing. Yeah, I think her thing too. What's different about Angela is. In racing, just kind of the atmosphere, if a girl's going to be there, they almost feel like it should be tomboyish kind of girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Just a rugged kind of girl. Yeah, and she has a, a certain slack. look to her. Yeah. You know, blonde hair. Uh, it's beautiful. It's like yeah. NASCAR? Yeah, really? exactly. Yeah. It's like, heck so yeah. So people give her a little, you know, I get criticized, but I get criticized in everything I do. I think so, we all do when you're on that level. Right. 100%. Or at least they're talking, right? Yeah. I always say they take the good with the bad. Like, they're, talking you, you like, they're talking because I'm good. You're exactly. not going like, to yeah. not be yourself, so, though, yeah. just exactly. because of a stereotype and, or a stigma. And look, we tried, actually. We tried, actually, earlier on. We're like, okay, bring it down a little bit. And Andrew was finally like, no, I'm going to be me. Like, like me, don't like me, whoever it is. I deserve to be here, and I'm going to dress and look how I want to look. Right oh, from a from a TV standpoint, right? If you're watching something, how what reality show sticks? You know that where the people are not themselves, or curbed, or or, or, exactly. or shielded yep. back. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. So from true. a producing standpoint, it's like as I mean, yeah, we all watch it, right? And, and the minute we see that, we buy out it. We're, we're like, no, Correct. not anymore. I'm you not going to watch tell, anymore. You can yeah. watch these shows. And the one thing I love about doing sports, and this is sports related, right? Is you have such oh, real yeah. raw emotions, like. She hits a wall at 185 miles an hour. Like, that's as real as it gets, right? She's climbing out of that car, and we're meeting her at the infield care center climbing out of an ambulance. Like, that's as real as it gets. We show up with her to a hospital to go pick up a baby that was supposed to be hers, and that mother doesn't show up. That's real. Like, we're not setting this stuff up. And so being able to see their lives like that is pretty unique. Yeah. I'm excited oh, to share with everybody. That's why it's a docuseries, series, right? It's everything's raw and real. Right. Nothing scripted. You know, you see, you see the good and the bad in the show. You know, you see my struggles with, you know, trying to get respect out of NASCAR. Nobody races me in Daytona last year. You know, you see all those things that I'm faced with. I think a lot of women out there that are competing, whether it be a sport or anything that they do in life, I think all women are faced with the same issue: is being respected and being, you know, led into something that uh, maybe they don't, you know, find you. Try, you know, they don't want you a part of. Yeah, yeah. Was is, it, that, so. is that part of the reason why you know the cameras being involved is okay because it's about telling that story? Like at that point. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I think that's part of the story that we yeah, want to tell is our struggles. Yeah. Because it's um, real. A lot of people go through it, and right. people can relate to it, right? Yeah. Adoption. A lot of people can relate to it. If not, maybe it'll open their hearts to being like, "Hey, adoption's real. There are a lot of children out there that need to be yeah. need homes. Being open to it. Yeah. Mothers yeah. can relate. Yeah. Athletes can relate. Absolutely. It's a good. What it. this woman is doing is impressive. She's got a full-time career in NASCAR. She's got two babies under ten months. We have on a promotional tour where she's just done 13 cities in 12 days, 3,000 miles, with two babies and two nannies There's on the bus. There's eight of us on a tour bus, guys. I mean, what, How do you feel? what she's doing. Yeah. I've been sicker than a dog the last couple of days. I feel like you could put everybody on a bus like that, and you're all, like, breathing the same air. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Nasty. No, yeah. I, like, I can't. Yeah. And then one person gets sick, everyone gets sick. Everybody one, per- gets yeah, sick. one person goes Literally down. Seven, ups, 
seven of us except yeah. for Jason is sick right now. On the yeah, bus. I haven't gotten sick yet. Yeah. No. Like knock on, knock, <laughs> knock on wood. He's the cam. He can't be man. He's the point man. He's the exactly. point guard of the whole operation. Right, how? What are the babies' names? Boys, girls. A boy and a girl. King and Lord. King and Lord. Two big names to live up to, boys. Big names. King yeah. Knight Rook. Yeah, King Knight Rook is is, is, a full name. is my King Knight Rook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then and then Lord Lord Hemingway Rook. I love that. <laughs> Lord Hemingway. King Lord Knight. Hemingway. Lord big, Hemingway. That's big cool. names to live yeah. up to. King Knight Rook, though. They love their names. That, so that, that kid better ball at chess. At yeah. le- or at the, <laughs> at the <laughs> minimum, at, at the minimum you, checkers. I can promise you yeah. he absolutely will. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike, her husband, was like, look, if he doesn't live up to it, we'll just call him Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just, and then just never tell him. Just every just hide his ID from him until he's like really older. Yeah, the uh, are they gonna ra- are they gonna race too, or you don't know yet? I don't know. I hope so. We're uh, we're most definitely gonna, you know, put it out there for them. And mm. if they choose to take it, that's great. Put the wheel in front of them. See yeah, if they grab but they'll it. be introduced yeah. to all the sports. I think it's important as they're young and trying to make decisions for themselves. And Good. Like, do you love think, that? Do you think yeah. other that's sports dumb, dumb decision yeah, playing yeah. other sports translates into being? A, a better driver at all? Is that is that something? I don't know. Like maybe hand eye coordination, hand eye, yeah, type, type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And endurance. Um, trying to save, him, trying to save himself don't right here. How much endurance? Like, yeah, can I pivot right and drive? Is that something I can do? Car and drive fifty <laughs> laps. It's not happening. Dude, no way, man. People I, don't realize it though. They're it like, is, oh, it's just driving. Like, no, man. no, it's not it's just physically driving. demanding. There are some days when I have to like, I have to go with radio. I'm like, you guys had to pull me out of this car. What's the hardest? What's the hardest part physically? Like. Like, it's like just, you're, you're your hand, like, I mean, you're, you're gripping and you can't I mean, grip that. Sw- I mean, the temperature of those cars right. are so overheated. And if you're not mentally and physically prepared, you know, you know, drink all the water, hydrated enough, like, it will kick your butt. Yeah, I mean, I walked, you, like, I walked 50 yards with this equipment. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. air conditioning went out. <laughs> oh, was, my like, God. What was, like, 185 degrees, 185 something like that. degrees. What? Oh, it's yeah. so hot that they have to wear things around their feet so that their shoes don't melt. Yeah, it's it's yeah. And the only way to things you guys don't know that goes on, you know. Yeah. From a practicing standpoint, we the only way I just I just I just watch that's like wow, well, I can't do that. I, that yeah. that's like a that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The only way you can replicate it is by doing it over and over again too, exactly. right? There's nothing you can like exactly. do to prep besides getting in the car. Uh, and we train on simulators. You do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is there like a men- do you like do you mentally prep like do you like yoga and stuff like that? I know no, it's a weird. No, actually, no, it's not weird. A lot of people ask me, I do not do yoga, but I keep telling my husband I need to. Just kind of try and relax a little bit, because usually for these races you get pretty tense, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like there's, like not like it's not like winning is just lives are on the line. It's like it's it's like an intense sport. Absolutely. It's surreal seeing this girl who's 105 pounds climb into a race car with no fear and go compete against these 40 other male drivers. It's just surreal to see, right? Like you Good. see it and you're like, what is going F- on? Fucking break the stigma. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Show me. <laughs> run over run it's, over it's my opinions badass. with your fucking car is how I <laughs> is how <laughs> I, I feel. No, seriously, if I if I didn't know anything and I just saw you, that's what I would be. Honestly, I'm gonna be I'm being I'm gonna shoot you straight. I'd be like, no way. And then you would have ran over my opinions with your car. Yeah. Yeah. Because that you, you're doing it. Absolutely. You're living it. That's amazing. I am here living it, that's for sure. That's great. Right, well, Jay? Yeah. When's awesome. the when's the next race up? Daytona. Daytona, yeah, two Valentine's weeks. Day. We two got two weeks. weeks. Uh, Daytona, she'll be at. So you'll be covering I'm watching the whole damn thing you for you. Oh, girl, I'm rooting for you. Where are you based? Come to a race. Come on. Yep. Los Angeles. Well, come on to a race. <laughs> come sit on the pit box. Dude, po- <laughs> don't even. Do, you, don't, do you don't have to twist right. my arm. I'm so game. Set yeah. it up. Really? Well, yeah. hell yeah. I'm We're so in Vegas, actually, the next week, too. Really? Could be closer. Yeah. Yeah, that's Daytona, the 14th, and Vegas, the 21st. 21st, yeah. You do races that quick back to back with each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Travel with the babies. 
We, and with the babies there, there too. Yeah. You yeah. got to see her husband trying to put on this baby Bjorn. Holding Isn't it baby. called a baby Bjorn? Whatever. Bjorn. You know Who, you know, no one ever knows when to do the <laughs> silent You're, you're supposed to know Somebody pronunciation with your so last name. I have five children. Right. Are you kidding me? I do have five kids. Too. What? You? Yeah, I do. Dude, you might as well just bring them on the bus too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's get <laughs> everyone involved here. King and Lord need friends kids, here. Yeah. Jeez, man, that'd be yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, best of luck. We can't wait to watch the show. Yeah. You can watch it on Facebook Live. The Ruck Life guys, do not miss it. All right, we got our camera guy right here. This guy f- footwork right here is amazing over yeah. here. Yeah. On <laughs> the February fourth. Right? February fourth. February fourth. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, everything. The Ruck Life. The Ruck Life. We got you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Best of luck in the race. Kick some ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's insane, everything she's doing. It's insane. I can't imagine it. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. And she says it, and you don't bat an eyelid. You buy every word of it. You believe, and you know that she's doing it. It's amazing. Remarkable. Speaking of another guy that's doing it, boxing promoter Eddie Hearn. That's right. Interview number two. Here we go. It's back home. is from yeah. London. It's good. Oh, it's, not, it's not great at the moment. Like... Just waking up every morning, pitch black, freezing. Yeah. You know, I lived in I lived in London for a week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you say, I lived in London. Can for you a week. say you, you lived on holiday? For a week? I was on ho- I technically I was on holiday, but I really experienced <laughs> the city and had just a great time there. Yeah. I mean, I live I lived it. I I, 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 I I fell in love. Now my sister lived there for six months, and now my cousin's there for six months. Oh really? Whereabouts? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get to go visit. Mm. It's such a great. It's really such an underrated city. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Like. Sometimes I think wherever you live, you walk around, don't you? You sort of take it for granted. But yeah, for sure. When you sort of take the time to walk up the Thames and, you know, Big Ben and Parliament and, you know, it's, it's Buckingham Palace and, you know, you just, you see it every day so you don't really think anything to it. But then yeah. people come over like, oh my God, London, it's just, <laughs> a, um, is it? You know, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. I know that. Yeah. But so is New York. I mean, oh, yeah. I grew so up, that's where I grew up, really? New York. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, like, I take it for granted and I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm walking around Times Square. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I get yeah. back after living in Texas and Los Angeles. I'm like, yo, this is yeah. New York. The buildings. New York That's why yeah. people like it. Yeah. Unique. New York and London are very similar, actually. Like, yeah, I think yeah. Like London and Boston, like all like yeah. northeast cities. Boston's beautiful. I love yeah, Boston. yeah, yeah. But the Indian food, London. Yeah. Don't no, sleep crazy. on it. It's know, great, man. It's, it's like the most. Uh, it's the most popular cuisine. Oh, in hot. the UK. Dude, Indian I won't, food. I, yeah, it ruined Indian food in America. For me. I used to yeah. eat it all the time. Yeah, I, won't yeah. eat, I won't eat it as much. I've anymore. not had Indian not food good. in America yet, actually. It's yeah. not bad. I, I eat it all the time. So he, <laughs> yeah. This guy houses it. Which when maybe, he, maybe I, if I went to London, then I wouldn't well, anymore, oh, right? Yeah, 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 guys. Yeah. we got Eddie Hearn here, boxing promoter Ryan Dyeroo of Valley Football Network, Josh Fisher, Alex Sopolis of the Chair to Tread Podcast, all under the Believe Podcast Network. Eddie, how you doing, man? doing good. I'm doing good. I'm here like we have a big fight night tonight and American football it's not really my thing, so we I'm won't talk about like, it. Good, good, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but listen, I can I can make up anything you want on it. So, uh, <laughs> you seem like, quick to I'll the touch. An hour of talking about we can American do X's football. and O's yeah, analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Demetrius Andre on yep. a couple days ago, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. and he's gearing up to, for a big fight. He was I've never met someone so confident in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why he's a fighter. Yeah, you he's know? a great fighter. I mean, he had a great amateur pedigree. He's probably one of the most avoided fighters right now in the world. You know, he's world middleweight champion. And yeah. he sits in a division with Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez. Mm. Yeah. And it's a bit frustrating that we can't get him in the ring with those guys because yeah. he's so good. But, you know, 
a lot of people think that Demetrius Andrade is the best middleweight in the world, but you have to kind of be in those fights to prove it. And mm. it's proving difficult mm. to get those superstars to jump in with him. What's that like, dude? I mean, because you got uh, Klitschko and Joshua. Mm. You, you, you promoted that fight, which was a massive fight, obviously. But we're sitting here as fans and we're like, all right, we finally got we got Wilder Fury. We got Wilder Fury, too. And now that we're really analyzing the sport, kind of seems like a miracle. We even got the first one, mm. you know, because everyone's kind of dancing around each other. What's the process like in getting these guys to actually sit down, sign the dotted line, and make it happen? Difficult, and, and politics of the sport, egos. Yeah. Mainly the fact, the simple maths of every promotional company has their own network that they work with, and their job is to provide the best fights and the best talent for that network. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're with the zone. Uh, Tyson Fury's with ESPN. Deontay Wilder's with Fox. Mm. Those guys come together and they did a dual pay-per-view for that fight. So... You know, the winner of that fight, as far as I'm concerned, has to fight Joshua. You know, it's been a long time coming. The heavyweight division is firing right now, not just those three, but even beneath it, you've got some great fighters. Yeah, and, yeah. and I feel like sport's in a great transition at the moment, not just because we are starting to get great fights, but we, you know, this new movement we've got with like the YouTube guys sprinkling in every now and again, <laughs> bringing in a, a younger demographic. You like that? To, I'm a hardcore boxing fan. I've been around boxing since I was eight. But yeah. I also understand the commercial aspect of entertainment and sport. And when I see the numbers that these guys are delivering, as long as they respect the code, as long as they put the work in, mm -hmm. as long as they're not terrible, you know, I'm okay with it. And what we've seen from the KSI Logan Paul fight was at Staples Center in November. Huge. Like, you can't even compare the numbers. Were you involved in that one? Yeah, I promoted that fight. Oh, yeah. wow. and, and tonight we have Jake Paul against right. Anderson Gibb in Miami. But along with a world championship triple header, Demetrius yeah. Andre, Tevin mm -hmm. Farmer against Jojo Diaz, Danny Roman. So it's like we don't want to make it a gimmick. These guys, they've been training in Big Bear for 12 weeks. They've been taking it seriously. But, but even like basic stuff where we stream a press conference, yeah. right? And we could stream it with our broadcaster and 100,000 people will be watching it live. When we streamed the, Jake, the Logan Paul KSI press conference, 1.4 million mm, people watching wow. live on their YouTube channels collectively. Wow. And it's like... It, but it was a bigger yeah. event in LA than a Dodger game, a Kings game, a Lakers game. Yeah. Oh, we're huge. LA guys, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking around the audience, and all I'm seeing is fans from probably the age of... Actually, it was, it was a little bit older than I expected. Probably like 17, 18 mm -hmm. to 25, like the whole arena. Yeah. And they're dancing and they're dressed up and like, you know, they're interacting on, on, on social, social media. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, we have to look at how fans are digesting content these days. You look at my children. Yeah. Right? Like, my, my child, like, she doesn't act, watch cable TV. You know, Ever. it's Netflix and it's YouTube and that's it. And the people that she's, you know, possibly sadly aspiring to be <laughs> like or to follow is like this YouTuber from New Zealand who basically grooms her ponies and horses and rides them around and films it all day. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the person that's going to be influential on her life. Yeah. So when you've got, like, KSI and Logan Paul, the kids are going to do, the kids are going to yeah. follow what they do. So if we can get that audience into the sport and show them what we feel is great about the sport, that's great news. Now, people will say, yeah, but they're going to come in and they're going to come out. That's not the stats and the metrics that we've seen from the KSI Logan Paul fight. We've seen probably 80% of the new subscribers stay and watch Joshua against Ruiz right. on, on the zone. Yeah. You know, watch uh, Danny Jacobs against Chavez. And now, yeah. tonight, they're going to watch this fight, mainly because of the World Championship fights, but also because of Jake Paul fighting. Mm -hmm. and, and now we get guys like 
um, Antonio Brown, who we're negotiating. I saw that. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on with that? What can you say about that? I can say that he's turned down two offers. He wants a lot of money, (laughs) and it's being considered at the moment. I mean, the guy like you surprised he turned out. He's going to turn down ten, by the way. Yeah, I think think that for for me, like as a Brit, um, I know about Antonio Brown, but obviously. When I talk to Americans, they're like, "No, this guy's a, like he's crazy." But he's oh, yeah, obviously, he's and Dazone is saying to me, "Logan Paul against Antonio Brown does big business for us, right?" Huge. So, oh but I think that what I'm seeing in the negotiations is he would like to play football again yeah. for a team. But will it? I mean, you guys will tell. You can educate me more on this. <laughs> will a team take no. him now? No. Right. So therefore, but I think he, he realizes that if he takes the fight he will ruin any chance he has of getting a team. Mm. So we kind of have to let that process take place, mm. let him not get a team, yeah. and then I think he'll take the fight for the money and for the challenge, because I think he's a bit crazy. But, yeah. you know... You'll get him. Is he, that, he won't be back in the Logan Paul's pretty big. No, they're both, yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both, they're both similar size. Yeah, I mean, when he? you think about it, they're probably going to come in at, like, somewhere between 190 and 200 pounds. Yeah. Something like that. That's so, food, yeah. yeah, but he... You know, again, I'm okay with it as long as they take it seriously. Yeah. And, it, and by the way... It looked like, like Logan took it very seriously. No, they did. And it was a good fight. Yeah. Funnily enough, we had Devin Haney on the card. We had a Billy Joe Saunders in the mm-hmm. World Championship. And the best fight of the night was KSI Logan Paul. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like these two tonight, because it's 50-50, because like no one really know. knows. Yeah, it's such like a crap They're, they're both going to just like freeze and they're going to go in there. And Shane Mosley's in the corner for Jake Paul and he's saying no do this with your jab and then once the bell goes it's free it's a fucking brawl exactly and fans love like the the truth is fans love to see it that's why the heavyweight division is the most popular division of course the hardcore fans aren't crazy on it but you Mm -hmm. just gotta trust me and we're just sprinkling it in every now and again because we've gotta keep this sport fresh totally and I think if you don't but then when the real pros get in there you have such an appreciation for what they're doing and you can tell like you know the tactical aspects of it and as long as it's as long as it's a competitive game. Like yeah. When we saw Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor, you got the pound for pound one of the greatest of all time mm. against a guy that's never fought before. Right, well, yeah. I know he does, you know, MMA, but so that's that's like a one-sided fight. As long as like you got two guys that are yeah. actually going at it and being Scrapping. entertained, we're on an but, even level. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we must, you know, don't take my advice. Is don't take it too seriously. Just enjoy it, watch it, and when we're going to steal all these young fans yeah. well, when I know, they come in. You know. To that point, I know so many people that Taking watch that yeah. fight, that Logan Paul fight first fight they ever saw just because of the promotion and then they were hooked on the sport and so now they're watching these real fighters the amount of people that I've come up to like mainly in America like normally when we do a show I don't get many people come up to me in America on the street in New York and say oh yeah I watched you know Danny Jacobs last night they're coming up to me and go man you did the Logan Paul fight (laughs) I love that you know now I'm really into boxing and that's amazing for me to hear well, I mean, I that's your that that's music to your ears. Of course, it's it what is, you're yeah. it's what you're out here to do. Is but but we want shit. we want like we did the weigh-in yesterday uh, at the W Hotel. Mm-hmm. We did this like pool party afterwards and stuff like that. Logan Paul and his team, Jake uh, Jake Paul and Logan was there and like they bring this energy, right? Like he had like forty porn stars like turn up like virtually wearing nothing, right? And the fans that were there that go to all the weigh-ins were like. <laughs> this is what it's what like. Is going on? You know, they yeah. were like jumping in the pool. Boxing is uh, I know, totally I love changed, boxing. Yeah, you know? I love but, it, but, dude. But the truth is, it has to be cool and it has to be sexy. And right. it, like, you can't expect a fan to want to go to an event where like it's full of old people <laughs> just sitting there having like a hot dog and a, and a big three liter coke. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, that's why the UFC's flying because it's 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 got that vibe. You know, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It's sexy. It's it, you know, when you got your UFC ticket, it's a golden ticket. And you've got any sport event, sporting event that you promote, you have to create that feeling 
that when the fans got the ticket in the hand, they're like, yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. like we're at the biggest, one of the biggest events in the world here. Yeah. You it's know, the biggest national event for us. Yeah. So this is, this is it, man. I, this I, is the coup de grace. I thought it was really interesting when I watched the Logan Paul fight, I watched it with my girlfriend and some of her friends and like they didn't understand that the main card isn't just it's not just one fight yeah, I know, yeah. oh yeah you know they so they're like, like they're yeah. like when's the fight start and it's uh, like well the fight that you guys are talking about yeah, I know, is, is in like yeah, two hours yeah. Yeah. and we're like, gonna watch these other ones and there was quite a boring fight before that went long and everyone's going oh god how long to this fight it's like guys yeah. watch the world championship fight yeah. Yeah. but they sat and they watched yeah, 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 you know yeah, because exactly, they're yeah. they're there for the entire event yeah. and i think that that's and then they get to see people that have not watched boxing before get to see the actual professionals do it mm. and then they get the really exciting yeah. fight at the end like you were talking about which I think but we also had like Justin Bieber Wiz Khalifa Jamie Foxx and like a lot of those guys uh, Jamie Foxx is coming tonight Meek Mill's coming tonight mm -hmm. yeah. like, in boxing you don't really get that so even, MMA's been getting it but yeah, not oh yeah, boxing as much but, but now. even like the power of yeah. Meek Mill or well especially Justin Bieber who was like socially interacting about yeah. that fight right Huge. Like, I mean, you're not, you're never gonna get any. And the zoner like watching Bieber tweeting about the fight, and and, and they're like, oh, and he's sitting <laughs> front row, and like for them, this is like, wow, that makes boxing. That cool. right. I mean, the yeah. zone sale was nuts. Yeah, that was a fat. Yeah, it was a fat sale. Mm. That was a, that was a big old one. I mean, mm. it's there. There's a lot of money behind the zone now. Yeah. It's one of the fastest growing names yeah, networks. It, it is, and I think when you look at the value for fight yeah. fans, I'm a, I, I can't believe that your pay per view in the US costs mm. like 90 bucks yeah. right like in the uk ours is 25 bucks and what? i and i still get killed by the fans when i do a pay-per-view like, you robbing motherfucker you know like, oh, and, and over here it's 90 bucks yeah. right so 25 dollars yeah but in the, but for DAZN, an annual subscription is 99 dollars yeah. right so you've got Joshua against Ruiz, you've got the KSI fight, you've got Canelo Alvarez, you've got Gennady Golovkin, you know, you've got Usyk, you've got all our UK shows, you've got Bellator, you know. It's totally worth exactly. it. Exactly. So I'm like, guys, like, you're spending that. You just bought Wilder against Ortiz and you paid $90. Yeah. Nine like, more bucks no, the whole year. For the whole year. Like, <laughs> the, and DAZN's fine. And, and DAZN is all about, obviously, the streaming platform. And it's all yeah. about that same way that the younger generation of digest. Yeah. You still get an older fight fan who go to me, how do I watch a fight? It's like it's on the zone. What's that? It's like just, you know, download the app. Oh, I'm not doing that. You know, no. it's like it's right. straightforward. But yeah. 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 And you get all though. the old fights too you can watch. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so which is that, great. That, that's a, the great thing about streaming platform is it's kind of, it's on demand. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting there, you can pull up a fight from the night before. You can, yeah, you can you recycle know, content yeah, yeah, all yeah, the time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and the shoulder programming that they're producing as well, they get it. You know, they do yeah. this 40 day series where they, they partner up with, a production company, one was owned by Meek Mill, one was owned by Mark Wahlberg, one was owned by um, Sylvester Stallone, you know, it was the 40 days for Joshua Rees. And, mm -hmm. and they get it, you know, they get it. They're forward thinking and I, I like to be working with them. Yeah, and what yeah. I loved about it, I remember watching the um, the Manny Pacquiao, um, Oscar De La Hoya fight yeah. like 10 years ago or whatever it was. And, you know, going to someone's house, spend the 90 bucks, everyone pitches us for beer. And then watching a fight, like, a couple weeks ago, I was at work. My buddy, like, pulled it up on his phone, and we're just sitting, like, oh, let's take a take a 10. And just, like, watch the yeah, fight. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you can do it anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to, like, plan this whole experience. Yeah, bar thing. nights. Yeah, it's great, man. Mm. People are people are getting more, they're like, fuck this. We're just going to buy it and do yeah. it because they want this sport's so good. Yeah. I mean, even Joshua Ruiz, too, was not, like, a terrible no. fight. It's okay. I mean, it, it was not. It was, a, it was a great boxing performance. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. But of course, like the, the casual fan knock, will be yeah. like, "Wow!" Yeah. But I, I always look back at to June the first at Madison Square Garden when Joshua got knocked out by Ruiz, and everyone was like, 
this was wild. Why do you this, leave? What a night. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I didn't, like, <laughs> no, didn't enjoy that did, night. Was, you know, yeah, so. why do you leave? Why do you stop? He only was fighting out of England. Why? Why do you stop? Because stop? I just felt like as a world champion, Yeah. you know, you're never going to get the respect and the legacy by just boxing at home all the time. So growing up, fighting at Madison Square Garden is like, that's the Pentagon. Thing the pen- on. Yeah, yeah so, Pentagon. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, it worked out well in the end. Right. But, you know, the one thing about that event at Madison Square Garden is if Joshua would have gone in and knocked him out in two or three rounds, not a lot of people would have remembered that night. But everyone that was there, everyone that watched, like, again, you talk about three or four of the biggest upsets in the history of the sport. You know, Tyson against Buster Douglas, Lennox Lewis against Hasim Rahman, Joshua against Ruiz. You know, that's up there. And obviously he avenged the loss in Saudi Arabia. But it's about, I think it's about being a global player. Like, you know, we're, we're in talks at the moment with the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is formerly Zaire, mm-hmm. to yeah. do a world heavyweight fight in Kinhasa, which is mm. where the Rumble in the Jungle first took yeah. place in the same stadium. That would be nice. remind me of like wow. the power of one. You ever yeah, heard of that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like, that's stuff that Good. you can't buy. You Good. know, it's you like, need you, to you, have to, you have yeah, to just, man. you've got to think outside the box. It's again, like with the YouTube stuff. And yeah. you're always going to get criticism for trying something different, but the people that don't try and switch it up and change it up, they're the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And Saudi Arabia fight was cool. The, when you've yeah, got the was, numbers to follow, when yeah. you've got the numbers that are coming in, how can they criticize? Yeah. Screw them. You know yeah. I mean? But Saudi Arabia, it's like, we got criticism because of you know, human rights. I'm like, guys, it's a fight. Right. So right. they're paying a load of money. The fighters are making more money than they've ever dreamed of. You're still going to be able to watch it on, at four o'clock in the afternoon in the US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 relax. So, yeah. The, the rumble, yeah, the rumble in the jungle, man. Yeah. That would be awesome. It would be. It would yeah. be. I've seen the stadium. They've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, sure they yeah. do. I mean, it's so great. I mean, so great to see the heavyweight and just the sport come back in general. My first dog was named Smoking Joe Frazier. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I was such a boxing fan. I like my first love for a sport was mm. boxing. Mm. Yeah, but real quick before we let you go. Just as a fan, I gotta know who you got, Fury versus Wilder. Um, I'd like to see Fury win because obviously I'm a Brit. Yeah, yeah. He like Fury talks an amazing game. Like he's one of the best self promoters going. But when you actually watch his fights, he don't actually do a lot other than be really awkward. Yeah. yeah. So it's like higgity jiggity style. Like, mm-hmm. but he's really hard to nail clean. Yeah. And I think in the first fight, Wilder probably gave him too much respect. Um, but I think Fury's gonna school him round after round it's just a case of whether Wilder can come up with the equaliser mm-hmm. he does have insane power he has a bit of a weak chin Fury's not a big puncher um, so I'm going to go for a Tyson Fury win actually mm-hmm. even, potentially even a by, de- by decision but, yeah but I think that Wilder's got to be reckless yeah. you know because you, you're not always going to like when you saw Wilder against Ortiz he took his time he took his time he lost every round and he's just like pop yeah. like, clean shot on the jaw over yeah. But against Fury, he's like, you know, even when he got knocked down in the 12th round, he didn't really, although he was like Undertaker-style getting up, <laughs> you don't, he never really, he was like, he took it on the way down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Got, when you knock someone out, you've got to hit him clean, flush on the jaw. Yeah. And it's very hard to nail Fury clean on the jaw. He's like six foot nine. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, massive. Just, just yeah. jiggling around yeah, yeah, yeah. quick. Yeah. So I hope it's a good fight. Yeah, it should be great. Eddie Hearn, thank you for Thanks joining us. The Zone guys, so check much. it out. He's got many of fights coming. We'd love to hear it. Cheers, guys. Of course, Cheers. man. Thank you. I love his view on the future of boxing. He just gets it. He makes it all make sense. Boxing was a sport I thought was lost. We have the comeback of the heavyweight division. Uh, you know, kind of opens a new light on the on the sport. Uh, gives us some promise. And Eddie Hearn just has a vision um, and is acting upon it on how to really get youth back into boxing. And I, you know, I think it's a great idea. I was iffy on it at first, but he sold me on it completely. 
another top dollar interview. And after Eddie Hearn, next up, we have Miss Alexa Score, who just has one of the best stories that you need to hear in sports. It yeah, sure. yeah. I've never. It doesn't really feel like a city, honestly. Have you done Orlando without doing Disney? No, well, no. Because Disney's not even in Orlando, so that's why no not? one sees the real Orlando. Right, right. I really, I, w- I want to go to a Magic game. Yeah, it's dope. Really, um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Great, great arena. They actually play um, semi-pro hockey in the same arena, which is super fun. Like best arena. In the semi-pro hockey game, for sure. Really? What, yeah. team, what team is it? The Orlando Solar Bears. Wow, what a name, dude. <laughs> it's awesomely what, bad. What, 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 even, what even is that? Solar What's bear? a solar bear? I, don't, I have no idea what that is. They just is. say, fuck it, we're just going to name this this and take some kind of like extraterrestrial like sound and just throw it with an animal. It's, I mean, it's a white bear who lives in Florida. There you go. You know, like yeah. polar bear. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah. Alexa score, (laughs) guys. How'd you end up in Minnesota then? How'd that work? Oh, you're from there, right? So I'm from there originally. Moved to Orlando when I was 17 to pursue wakeboarding. Yeah. Um, Was there for 10 years, did the wakeboard thing, traveled the world, competed, and then was ready to transition out of competitive wakeboarding. Really wanted to continue doing TV. I'd done some stuff. Through my... (laughs) Casual. Yeah. (laughs) Travel channel, MTV, like... Some stuff that had landed in my lap that I hadn't pursued. Yeah. And then when I was ready to really pursue it, you know, I threw my demo reel out there, and the Vikings called. And, nice. Uh, what that's a what a fit. Yeah, I know. And when the Vikings call, and when you've been a diehard fan your whole life, you answer. And yeah. have you done and any local hosting in Minnesota or anything like that, or mostly just national stuff? Mostly national stuff. Yeah. So one-off stuff. So whenever anyone needed a wakeboarder in a movie or a commercial, they called me. Nice. Um, and then also, you know, I did some hosting on Travel Channel. I was on an MTV show, did a documentary with PBS. So just like a bunch of random national stuff. So yeah. it, it's been really funny to like go from national to get tapped back into a local market. Right. Yeah. And one that you grew one up that you grew in, up but with, you've been yeah. gone for so long, yeah, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a really interesting dynamic. So did you grow up a Vikings fan? Yes. Die Hard? Die Hard. Very like, cool. Right on. 100% blood purple, like... Eight years old, crying, happy, sad, all the emotions. <laughs> how do you f- how do you feel about the team right now? Like, what do we what do they need to do? You know what I'm saying? It's I'm sitting there and like, listen, they were hurt. Thielen's out a lot. Cooks out at the end of the year, which is the worst time to have your running back out when you need the run game most. Playoffs, right? But what else do they need? What are they missing? We, Let's be real. Well, we're definitely just missing that spark. Like, it's sometimes it's not tangible, right? Yeah. And um, there was definitely way more chemistry this year than last year. For sure. Um, and so that was super fun to see, especially towards the end of the season. Yeah. But, I mean, we need an offensive line. I mean, you watch know the San Francisco <laughs> it's game. Like, it's, like a, yeah. it's like we all need a million dollars. Everyone in the NFL <laughs> yeah, needs exactly. a, an offensive yeah. line. What do we need? Yeah. Like, well, we need an offensive line. But, yeah. I mean, I think Especially because Kirk's such a good play-action passer, right? right? I mean, give him enough time to throw down the field. Exactly. He's got and a bit of a slower release than most quarterbacks. Yeah. Totally. So, it, like, the fit has to be there, right? Right, yeah. Our offensive line – would fit, you know, someone with a little different style, but for his needs. And if we're tailoring the whole team to him, yeah. and that's what we're planning on doing next year as well. You got to. I mean, if you have him under that contract at this point, and he's, listen, man, it's not like we're sitting here and we're sitting with other quarterbacks. I don't want to, like, shame anybody, but it, it's not like we're sitting it's Joe like Flacco in, heyday. Yeah. Or in, like, an Oakland situation. Where it's Derek Carr, and we know he's just not going to work. Kirk, 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 Kirk's a good guy, you know. 100%, he's, and, and everyone believes in him. He's a good like, leader, yeah. Um, It's... It's been cool this year. Minnesota finally, like, you know, took him in. Yeah. Like, okay, he's one of us now. And so, you know, and I think the same went for the team. Like, everyone really accepted him and believed in him. Now we, like, 
we need those other pieces, right? Like we're tailoring the whole team towards him, so we need those things that are going to make him work at the best of his abilities. Yeah. What was the what was the situation like with everybody in Minnesota? I mean, I just like you being there when they when they move on from Case Keenum, who journeyman, but he's been working, right? And they go throw Kirk this big money. Like were people stoked or were people skeptical or was it a little bit a little bit of a mix of both? It was skepticism, 100% for many reasons. I think you know everyone fell in love um, with Case Keenum. Yeah. Like we were, he was our best friend. You know, it was like, and at that time that year, I was just a fan, so oh, I wasn't wow. working for the Vikings yet. yet? Wow. Minneapolis Miracle Year, um, I was at that game though. But you know, everyone loved him with their entire heart. Would have you know. People were shoveling his driveway, you know, like he'd come home and like he'd have cookies on his doorstep. So like Minnesota (laughs) stuff. And then to go from that and the Minneapolis miracle to then spend all this money on a guy that like we're not really familiar with. You don't know him. He's a Washington East Coast guy. Exactly. And like it's not very, you know, Minnesota nice to give someone, you know, the most money ever. You know, like that's it was just the recipe for skepticism. For sure. Um and you know, everyone wanted to love him. Like, he is a great guy. He's a very wonderful person. Um, but the skepticism was there. I think that changed this year. People really started to accept him and, and you know, like I said, take him in yeah. as one yeah. of our own. You kind of have to. I mean, what are we going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and just, you know, yeah. shame the guy and, and not if, and waste three years of fanhood? Ex- well, exactly. And, and every Minnesotan would never do that. I mean, they love to complain, but... I mean, we're still like, there. Is it like the We've long, got the option to leave. Is, is, we're is, still there. Is, like, it's <laughs> like the, probably like the Long Island in the north. Listen, dude, you're, he grew up in Dallas. I grew up in Long Island. Okay. So when you're saying shoveling snow, I'm like with you. I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, man. If I, I'm, I'm, like, over I'm his, like, what are you talking over about? Over his head. If, if, it I snows, someone, if it snows in Dallas, the entire city shuts down for like two weeks because they have no idea what to do. They have no idea what to do. If it snows in New York, I was like eight years old. I'm out there just like knee deep, just trucking and trucking. It's funny because when I lived in Orlando on the news, it would be like, Okay, it's going to get down to 50 tonight. Yeah. Make sure your kids are ready and prepared at the bus stop <laughs> tomorrow. And I was like, when I was growing up in Minnesota, it'd be like negative 10, wet head coming out of the shower, like running out to yeah. the bus stop. Like stuff's freezing. My nose is frozen. My hair is frozen. Like, come on. <laughs> Eyes are frozen shut. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, uh, you're fine. Do you want to stick in the Minnesota market if we can ask that? I mean, I'm I'm putting my roots down for sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's so... So in addition to the Vikings, I host two outdoor shows, which are, they are national, um, but they air locally as well on Fox okay. Sports North. So, I mean, I'm in it, you know, I'm in it to win it. And it's just so natural for me to be there. That yeah. That's what makes the most sense. For mm-hmm. sure, you know, I will continue pursuing other things in addition to staying local and doing my local stuff. But it just as, feels too right. Yeah. So your, your personality in a big market sport but you competed in a small market sport, right? 100%, yeah. How do you feel about just, like, the scope of wakeboarding and and how much people talk about it? Most A lot of people don't talk about it at all, don't oh, even know what, it what, is. what the sport consists of, oh, how yeah. people compete. How do you, how do you, about I, yeah, how do you compete? So there's, um, there are a number of tours. So okay. there's one main pro tour, but then there are, you know, two other um, contest series. Pretty much for the male side of things, everyone does all of them. Yeah. Female side of things maybe you're like a part of one contest on that series. It changes every year because of how small it is. Mm. And um, just depending upon the the status of how good the industry is doing. But it is funny. I, when I approach people and tell them, you know, I was a pro wakeboarder, my first question is like, 
do you know what wakeboarding is? You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, I never yeah, expect yeah. anyone right. to know what it is. So, yeah, it's just an entirely, obviously, different different, different game, animal. Different, yeah. Yeah, animal. Um, but it is funny because when I was wakeboarding, I mean, I was on the other side of the microphone, right? Like, I was doing, I was being interviewed. Yeah. I was, yeah. you know, um, doing the opposite side of what I'm doing now. So, it kind of helps because, like, I was in your shoes. Like, I get it. I was an athlete at one point. If you want to call a professional athlete, you no, know. No, I mean, you for sure. You, I mean, if you're competing for dollars and cents. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the whole that's the whole name of the game. You're, well, you're a competing athlete. And wakeboarding is more of a lifestyle thing, right? So, like, you would you'd have sponsors. And even more important than competing, especially for women, was traveling, yeah. creating content, um, shooting videos, photos, that type of thing. Promoting yeah. your own brand. Totally, yeah. 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 Do you, ever, do, do you, you take for. interviews on the water or... Um, I, I mean, haven't yet. That'd be but, so uh, rad. That'd be so cool. Yeah, like you just wipe, you just like wiped out or something like that, and they like pull up in a, in a boat, and they're like, "What do you, what happened? What do you think?" Oh, for sure, Alexa, what's going on? For sure, Take- you do interviews with like the craziest hair. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, no makeup. It's funny now because I went like ten years without and doing hair and makeup, and, now, and like, now every day I'm like, "All right, camera yeah. ready." Right, like, right. That completely opposite. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely do some interviews like sopping wet looking like a wet rat for what, sure what <laughs> what's like the transition like for sideline reporting like how different is that from hosting like do you have like a di- different mindset almost in the sense when you're going from one to another not really okay and i think that's kind of um the allure to employers for me because i'm not traditionally trained so like no matter what situation you put me in you're going to get alexa score and like they can count on me that i'm going to get the job done but it's not like Alexa score filtered through years of broadcast training or Alexa score doing exactly what she was trained to do. It's like, you're just being yourself. I right. mean, you're doing a good right. job and you're, you're, I'm passionate about um, journalism and, and making sure I'm telling people stories right and asking yeah. the right questions. But I'm definitely just being myself in yeah. all those situations. Sticking viewers, to a script is so hard. Viewers man. are so smart now, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, they don't want that. They're like, that's bullshit and that's... That's not like no. that's so yes. it's so fake and like they would rather have someone who's just real and like just asking the questions that they want to ask. Exactly. And they're so used to like that casual content on social media and yeah. really getting to know people that yeah, they don't want that like super buttoned up like we all know this is you know. Yeah. Not real. Yeah, I mean we we do a we do an hour and a half show sometimes, but max, but like we get to an hour show with like four bullet points. Totally, because yeah, right. you just then you go off of that and talk about whatever. Yeah, I sit there unfolds. and read. Yeah, whatever pops into your head. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, it's a, who wants to sit there and write a script like that? <laughs> yeah, so, no. So it's probably not going to be good. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like we're not going to go off of this anyways. Like, mm. what's the point? Mm. Yeah. So you are a cancer survivor. Yes. I would love if you could talk about that for a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia when I was 16. So that's cancer of the blood and bone marrow. Um, At that time, pretty much the only treatment option was bone marrow transplant. And even so, they were like, if you live for five years, we like gold star. Like, that's the goal. Um, I ended up not doing bone marrow transplant and trying an experimental drug. And um, that, the, the effectiveness and longevity of that was completely unknown as well. And 13 years later, I'm still taking that medication to control my leukemia. So I actually technically still have leukemia. Wow. Go to the oncologist every three months, make sure, you know, see how much cancer is so in my blood. So you competed all the while. Yep. Yeah. While taking this, it's an oral chemotherapy drug that I take every single day. So it's a very unique wow. situation. Yeah. Um, still having cancer 
having hair, you know, still in treatment, but I'm not in a, in a hospital bed. Um, it's kind of unique and hard to describe yeah. at times, but... Um, do you ever, like, do you, I mean, do you think it's, like, not there? You forget about it some days? Or is it always in the back of your mind? It's always in the back of your mind. I mean, when you have to take this medication every day, it sucks. The side yeah. effects suck. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a really humbling reminder every day. Like, yeah. oh, no, you still have cancer. And yeah. The medical bills are coming in every day because you have to go to the doctor four times a year. Um, but I definitely don't let it control my life. Like, yeah, do I don't let do? it define who I am. And for a lot of people, it's tough for me to see because they use their ailment and a lot of people with my disease, especially they use it as an excuse for everything, for all their problems, for not doing things, for not pursuing things. And I'm like, look, like you, there's two, there are two roads here. You can let it control your life in every way and you can use it as an excuse or it's going to become your reason to like push harder and, and go after everything that you want and be the best person that you can be living the best life that you can yeah um, my grandma had cancer four had, she's still alive was like cancer four times breast cancer unreal. four times man yeah. yeah and then she was work teaching working she stills was she 80 now she still teaches that's incredible it's nuts is what it is i tell her to you know, go home but i mean <laughs> but, <laughs> but that just goes she's, to she's show so like you have that fighter mentality exactly. and you just can't stop pushing. She's a worker. Like, yeah. she's a worker and she's a fighter, and that's a, probably a major reason why she's overcome cancer four times. Yeah. Have you, or what charity do you work? I'm sure you do a lot of it. Yeah. Definitely. So, I work a lot with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yeah. So, they actually funded the researcher who developed the drug that I'm on. So, like, uh, I'm a direct product of yeah. fundraising dollars. Yeah. It's like... My life is a product of, you know, Perfect fundraisers. Person, yeah. yeah, for sure. So I do a lot of, I'm obviously in debt to them. So I do a lot of work with <laughs> yeah. them. Um, another organization that I love is Be The Match. Okay. Um, a lot of people are waiting actually, for. Actually donated through Be The Match. Amazing. Are yeah. you on the registry? I I was on the registry. Yeah, no, I donated. I, I you got. I gave it. Okay. Already. I gave my my marrow. Already. Okay, right on. Yeah. So I know the guy that I gave it to. No way. Yeah. Wait. He's you survi- actually went. You did a transplant. Yeah, I did a transplant in San Diego at Scripps Hospital. Um, no. Yeah. Way. And the guy is his name is Phil Mugavero, and he like reached out a year later, and like yeah, we've we've talked. We've never met in person, but uh, yeah, he like sends me an email. You're every the now only and then. person I've ever met who's like actually been selected. Really, and it was you know what? It was about. A month after I did the swab. No way. Yeah. So Be The Match links. There are a lot of people who need need bone marrow transplants, but the criteria for being a match is completely different than just like blood type. And a lot of people think it's very, very specific. It's very intricate. So there are a lot of people dying, waiting to have a bone marrow transplant. Horrible. And you can explain the experience much better than I would be able to, but to save a life, it's you're at essentially it, no risk. It's re- yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they didn't even for me. It was just basically they withdrew blood out of one arm. Yep. Put it in a centrifuge, centrifuge. took out the stuff they needed, and then put it back in my other arm. Sure. Yeah. It was like a three-hour process. And it's saving this person's life. Like a lot of people, that's super the only low risk. option. Yeah. Super, my, super low. My risk. buddy Nas did it too. Like one of my best friends. We were on not the rapper, Nas. not the <laughs> rapper, the, the, the white kid from Long Island. Thank you for whose clarifying. Initi- whose yeah, initials yeah. are Noah, Aaron, Stars, and yeah. they call him that. It's a joke. The, uh, <laughs> so we, he did. We were on birthright in Israel, and we all had to get swabbed. And he, he got picked like right away. Do you know if he did it through Be the Match as well? Gift of Life. Okay. Gift yeah. of Life. He did it through, and he he saved some. He saved someone's life, and it's crazy. It was the most amazing thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, he saved her life, and, and she passed away unfortunately pretty recently. But you know what? She got a couple more years. Totally. And it was and his fan. And we I went to an event 
a couple months ago we got honored. That's incredible. And they became and they became really close. They became really close. Yeah. I met I met the I didn't meet her, but I met her family. Yeah. They were in Los Angeles, and I met all of them. And I didn't even know what I was going to. They were just like, "Yeah, dress nice and go to this hotel." Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, emotional roller coaster that night. There's was. not a more special, meaningful, no. valuable gift for sure. And for people who you know are like, "Man, I want to give, but I don't have the money to just give." I'm like, I'm like "This is so easy." You swab your cheek, like give someone life. Then, like you can save someone's life without giving any money so yeah. the matches yeah. watching great. him win that award was the cool I said listen I can win it I can win something I could watch my friends win something that will always be the coolest thing I've ever seen someone win always. that is awesome yeah it was awesome wow man you are powerful man <laughs> you be you're, you're a little fighter ain't you you got you got some kick-ass oh uh, you know there's Minnesota nice and then there's Minnesota spice yeah oh, oh, <laughs> Minnesota spice Alexis score guys look out for her uh, sidelines Minnesota Vikings and she's got what are your shows on uh yeah, yeah, so I host two outdoor shows. One's called Made for the Outdoors. The other is Destination Polaris. Both air on Fox Sports uh, regional affiliates. And then Made for the Outdoors is national on Sportsman Channel as well. Let's go. Check Let's her out it. there. And if you see someone wakeboarding, it's probably <laughs> her, <all right>? <laughs> <laughs> especially in Minnesota. Alexis, thanks for joining us. Thanks Thank for you so having much me. for us. Yeah. Was I right or was I right? Or was I right? I was right. Trick question. She's awesome as well. I can't say enough about the guests. I just can't. It's just listening to them and hearing their stories. It's just so unexpected. Something I didn't anticipate receiving on Radio Row. Uh, someone like Alexa Score to hop on our show. But it's a gift we were given of the sport gods, the podcast gods. And we have to be super thankful for it. Alexa Score, though, seriously. Uh, just every day. I can't imagine battling cancer every day, every day, and with a smile with such energy. I mean, God. Closing out, another fighter, another battler and, and competitor, light heavyweight and heavyweight champ of Bellator, Ryan Bader. Today, and if we're recording for a long time, usually through a day, and I have it, I, I could have these on sometimes, like four to five hours a day. Yeah. You guys ever and then like, it's just, then it's just gone. Yeah. You ever just like speakerphone talk to someone and just you hear yourself back and you're like, nope, I can't do it. I just end the call. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I can't hear myself. Yeah, yeah. You don't even say I'll call you back. It's yeah. Like, no, it's like I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. End the call. Start. I'm disgusted the show. with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I. Oh God. That's what I throw up in my no. mouth. Uh, Ryan Bader, aka Darth Darth Bader. That's hilarious. Uh, from Reno, Nevada, fighting out of Chandler, Arizona. 12 knockouts, three submissions, 12 decisions, 27 and 5. Current heavyweight champ, Bellator, MMA, former light heavyweight champ, two championships. Yes, yeah, still, two still have it. Still yeah. got the heavyweight, man. I still have the light heavyweight and heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm actually going down to defend the light heavyweight in May. Against who? Uh, this guy, this Russian dude called Nemkov, Vadim Nemkov. So he's been, uh, he beat mm. four former champs in his last four fights. Um, he, he's uh, not really. Hugely known. Yeah. He's, he's real tough. Um, and I've been fighting at heavyweight last four fights, so it's going to be fun going back down. Okay. And uh, it's different speed, different timing. How does that How does that work? You're flowing between light heavyweight and heavyweight, and people probably it's, don't think it's that big of a difference, but it has to be. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, right? Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity. I, I got the light heavyweight title. I defended it. And then I got asked by Bellator, the promotion, to come up and enter this a heavyweight Grand Prix tournament to crown the heavyweight champion. And we had names like Fedor, uh, Rampage, Mir, yeah, you know, yeah. um, eight-man bracket. So went in there, won the first fight in 15 seconds, won the second fight against Matt Mitrione, and then I fought Fedor in the finals, which 
my dream come true. Yeah, you know, right. One of my favorite fighters, uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan MMA, mm-hmm. went out there and beat him, knocked him out in 35 seconds, and I was a heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And so I was basically kind of doing whatever they told me. I was like, all right, am I going down to light heavyweight? They're like, one more title defense at heavyweight. Yeah. Did that. Now I'm going back down. It's been about three years since I've fought in the light heavyweight division. Uh, actually, about two years. So um, it's about time I got back down. But Jesus. it's hard. Yeah. yeah I was 240-something, and then wow. I'm, I got to be at 205. What? I'm not 240 right now. I'm like you know, 230-ish, but. A soft uh, uh, Yeah, soft yeah. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> By May 9th. I'll only be, you know, 205 for one hour right when weigh-ins are, yeah. you know, going on. But um, you just got to suck the water out, and then you I mean, put it back you're on. you're used to it. I mean, you were freaking two-time All-American at Arizona State. You wrestled. Yeah, I wrestled and, uh, yeah. you know, I played football in high school and all that, two-sport athlete, and then kind of um, chose to continue wrestling. How's the weight cutting? What's, like, the difference in weight cutting? Is it the same song and dance that you use for wrestling? Yeah. It's, uh, put it, well... In wrestling, you're not supposed to use a sauna or whatever, but, mm. you know, allegedly. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where we're going to Put a sauna suit on, it's all water weight. You know, I go out, try to I pull 10 pounds of water out of my body in about 45 minutes, rest a little bit, hydrate a little bit, maybe hit the sauna. Um, by the time you go to bed that night, you pulled out 15 pounds, right? You eat, you, you barely, you don't even want to eat really, but you just drink a little enough water where you can sleep. And I wake, it, wake up and probably have three more pounds left. I get in a hot bath. Water comes off, like, probably 15 minutes, go way in, and then it's off to the races, refueling, rehydrating. And then you, wow. and you're just housing food. Yeah, I mean, it's really more liquid at the beginning. You're not yeah. even hungry. Yeah. Um, your body's like, I need, you know, the essentials, which yeah. is water. Yeah, um, and you can tell, right? Yeah, you're, like, all right you're dry. Away. You're just, like, all the You're dry, yeah. you know, and uh, some people take IVs. I've never been really fond of IVs. I, I feel like I can rehydrate. You know, orally. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. that's well, you and I. Are, I love a good old IV. I used to. Yeah, go, you do. Yeah, after I, I like it for a hangover. But yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. After like a night of drinking yeah. in college, I used to like my buddies. would be like Friday morning, like, you want to get brunch. I'm like, nah, I'm at the house. Make you feel like a I'm million bucks. Five, yeah, would have been would have been helpful this morning. Five, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh yeah, five dollar <laughs> IV, nothing like it. Yep. University Towers Health Center. Um, but how what was the transition like uh, from wrestling to? I mean, how do you know? Like, how do you know this is what I'm gonna jump into from wrestling so, to MMA? So I was wrestling at Arizona State. Yeah, I had guys like. Kane Velasquez, who's former UFC heavyweight yeah, champion. Yeah. I had uh, um, C.B. Dalloway, Aaron Simpson, all fought in the UFC. We had like seven guys from that era that yeah. fought in the UFC. Um, so Kane knew he was going to fight right away. We were messing around with it, going back to cutting weight, you know, the day before a duel. We were kind of trying to do jiu-jitsu. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. But um, and then I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm going to be done being an athlete after. So graduated. Thought I was done. A month later, I, I missed it. I, something was burning. Like yeah. I need to compete. Mm. Uh, my friends were going to MMA. It's being, it was being, uh, it was kind of exploding at the time. And I thought, well, I don't want to look back and woulda, coulda, shoulda. Now's the time. So went in, started training, had my first fight. Hated it and loved it at the same time, you know. Yeah. And just kind of went from there and it got on the Ultimate Fighter and just, it just kind of snowballed. Um, but the transition, it was tough. I was a wrestler, but at the same time. I was a highly, I was a high level wrestler, and I was able to go in there and implement that into the cage. Right. And once you got him on the mat, yeah. And yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing on the feet until yeah. like nine fights in. You know, really? it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What's, so, the, what's that feeling like? It's, what's it's, it kind of getting in the cage? It's and knowing anxiety it just, yeah. and like God. I have a one. I can throw, I could throw bombs basically, and I hurt people with them, but it wasn't technical. Yeah. But so you're, you're going, you're going in there, there, and yeah, and you're going in there and going, all right, if Plan A fails. 
what's my plan B? And it's like, I really don't have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? like being a running back in, in the yeah. NFL and not being able to catch out of the backfield. Exactly. You, you yeah, exactly. Like oh, man, and you're going into, you're going into, like, you fought John Jones. Yeah, and, and I have no, no, I, no idea what I was doing on the feet, basically. Oh wow. God. And so, but now, like, there's a time I fought Rashad Evans. I'm like, all right, I have a jab now. Like, I know how to set people up. I was like, this is a different game now. You yeah. beat Rashad, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a good yeah. win, man. Yeah. That's great a great win. Great win, yeah, you yeah. know. And, uh, got to fight like Rampage in in uh, Tokyo, Japan. And what's know? that like? Because he's a legend of the sport. Yeah. And, and that was, uh, you know, he was in his prime and it was in uh, Tokyo where he came up in pride. Yeah, you know? So I, I was able to beat him over there. That was a cool experience. And yeah. yeah. What's it like it's fighting like outside of America? I've always been curious. Well, over there. And in Australia, you're fighting at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. to show back a pay-per-view in, in U.S. at 7 p.m. Jesus, man. So you How do you feel about that? You like fighting in the morning? I kind of liked it. Yeah. Because the thing about fighting, right, yeah. unless you're in it, you never get – you don't get the – even if, if I'm with a buddy, you don't get where – what their headspace is at, at, during that day. You're kind of just sitting there like, Fuck, here we go, like freaking out a little bit, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, waiting. Waiting, and, yeah. And, you know, um, and so – that keeps rolling, and then uh, um, I forgot where I was going. What's the question? What, what's it like fighting in the morning? Oh yeah, and so anyway, so in the morning, you wake up and you go to the arena. You yeah, eat and go to the it. arena, yeah. and then yeah. you're like, "I'm already here." All right, yeah. time to fight. Not, <laughs> time to roll. No time to think about it. Yeah. Right? And so I, I liked it. Yeah. What's here's a question for you? If you hadn't have gone into UFC, what would you be doing now? I don't know. Mm. You good know, uh, this is a good Thanks. question. Yeah. You know, I thought about going to law school after. That was my original plan. Congrats on not going, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah good so. decision, I think. Good decision. So um, who knows? You know, some sort of business or whatnot. I, yeah. And I'm I'm always constantly doing different different stuff. You know, um, got a, a few things going myself. and um, But it all kind of stems off the fighting stuff, too. So yeah. I'm able yeah. to do that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. Who knows? Though? Who knows? Did you, think your, did you think your career would have this kind of longevity? You've been going for a while. Been going for a while. Man. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of just thought I'd go until I wanted to be done. You know, I take care of myself and all that, and just, and just, uh, just um, go to the burning stuff. I don't get hit too many times, and I think yeah, it's you, a look pretty, of, you look pretty. You look pretty clean. The beard looks trimmed. You look. I yeah, think uh, you I, know, feel, I, feel I feel It was a combination <laughs> of all of it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're really, you're really eager, clearly, to just knock people out in the first minute of the match. That all, that's fun. That helps. Yeah, so yeah. Easy. in and out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the wife likes that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she's freaking out and it's done. It's over. Your prep to fight time is ridiculous. The ratio is absurd. Honestly. Oh, it, <laughs> I want to keep. But that's how you. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah, prep for months, fight for minutes. Well, I guarantee if I was in. If I, if I was in the octagon, I would be your quickest knockout ever. I don't know. There's been some quick ones. You just got to back what, up a What do little you think? Bit. What do you think? This is something that, like, we throw around all the time when we're with each other, right? It's like how long could someone like us who has no fighting experience, well, Josh wrestled, but in high school, how long <laughs> could we last? Like, if I was running around from you, how long could I last? How shifty A couple minutes, probably. Just running. Just running around. Well, it doesn't, yeah, if you're running away and I'm it's I'm not ha- trying to even, I, wow. what is it going to do if I land nothing, right? Yeah, if you well, if yeah, if you're running right, and, yeah. you, and I'm, it's hard to catch you, and I yeah. can't get a good shot on you. Yeah, but thanks. Man. I mean, or I could just try to rush you and get you down. He's a nice guy. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I tell, I tell no him, like, oh, this no, no, guy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm double two like, minutes. No way. Like, I take the, I take, yeah. <laughs> I take the under on two minutes for sure. There's no way I could last two minutes. <laughs> under on, under on ten seconds. You think? Yeah. 
I'm in on that. <laughs> I don't know. That's great, man. But I'm not doing it. Dude, <laughs> good luck. Maybe, maybe submission. I, I get you under a okay. minute. Yeah, yeah. No, make, make, make yeah. it make really work for it. That'd be amazing, amazing. man. Amazing. I'd better watch that pay-per-view. Uh, May 9th is the fight. May 9th. Where can we watch it real quick? Uh, Paramount Network. Amazing. The Zone. dudes everywhere. Love yeah. it, guys. Yeah. Go watch yeah. the fight. Go root for our boy Ryan. Ryan, good luck. Defend that title, man. We'll be pulling for you. Appreciate Light it, Heavyweight Championship defense. Go get it, baby. Good deal. He's a beast, man. He dude is a beast. Like he told Toss that he would last three minutes in the octagon with him. No thanks. He would smoke him like a barbecue chicken. No questions asked. Finish him. Done. And he's a really nice guy too. Great interview. Great answers. Great show. Thank you guys for listening. We had such a good time interviewing all of our guests we had. And we're excited to put out the best of part two SBLIV Radio Row next week. So get ready for that. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Joshua Fisher of the Charity Stripe Podcast. Ryan Dirude of LAFB, Los Angeles Football Network Podcast. Cam Rogers of Believe in Ravens Podcast and Believe in Tiger Woods Podcast. And Alex Tossman the Rock, also of the Charity Stripe Podcast, all under the umbrella of the Believe Podcast Network. We outcha. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.